0: The other day, I was talking to my sister-in-law who wants to start a business as a wedding planner. Now, she already has a lot of experience as a wedding planner, but she hasn't made it an official business yet, and she hasn't had paying clients. She's just been doing wedding planning for people for free for a few years now. But she's feeling a bit overwhelmed at the prospect of doing all of those necessary steps to officially and legally start this as a business. And I know that she's not alone. A lot of people who want to start a business feel the same way. They feel overwhelmed by all those things they need to do, or they feel like they have no idea what the things they need to do are. And so they feel overwhelmed just by the unknown. I'm going to be breaking down seven of those basic, but completely necessary steps that you have to take in order to officially and legally start a business. Something that's important to point out is that we are not going to be getting into the strategy of how to start making money with your new business. We are going to be sticking strictly to those necessary things for actually just getting your business off the ground and officially and legally starting it. Also, There are so many of these basic necessary things that ended up being quite a list. So I put it together into a checklist. There's a link that you can download that checklist so you can check these things off as you do them so you make sure that you don't miss any of them. Now, the very first step is simply to plan your business. Now, this does not necessarily mean that you need to write an entire business plan. What you do need to do is make some basic plans about what business you are starting and what your business is going to sell. Are you going to sell a physical product or a digital product or a service? And what is the value that that product is going to give to your customers? You also need to decide what you'll name your business. Now, you might have already figured all these things out, and if so, great, you can move on to the next step. But if you haven't yet, you will need to figure those things out in order to be able to complete some of the future steps once you know what business you're starting, then you can move on to the next step, register your business. And this is the thing that officially, legally starts your business, basically. Now before I get into this, I have to give a legal disclaimer. I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an attorney, I can't give you legal advice on how to start a business or anything like that. So this is for general information purposes only, I'm going to be referencing a few sources throughout this, but I would highly recommend that you do your own research on how to legally start a business in your specific state or country. And that brings me to the other important point, which is that this information is specific to the United States. It's very similar to how you start a business in most other countries, and it can give you a starting place. And I'm gonna give you some specific Google terms to look up to find out how to do each of these things in your state or country. Um, But yeah, I just want you to know that this is United States specific. Also, a little bit of good news, it's actually really easy to start a business in the United States and there aren't that many hoops to jump through. Things get a lot more complicated later on if you create a corporate structure or if you start hiring employees, but the actual process of starting a small business is pretty simple. Okay, so let's get into it. The process starts by registering your business name if you need to. You actually can legally do business under your own name as an individual without having to register your business or comply with basically any other legal requirements. You can just perform business as yourself. However, if you're going to give your business another name, which most people want to do, and there's some good reasons to do it as well, it makes your business more official and more professional, and it can start to create some levels of protection and separation between you and your business. Anyway, if you want to do that, if you want to name your business, then you are going to typically need to register that business name so that it is legally recognized. In most states, it's illegal to do business as a name that's not your own if you haven't yet legally registered it. Now, how you register your business name is by registering it with your state, and this process is a little different from one state to the next, but it basically involves just filing a piece of paperwork, which you now can do online in pretty much every state, and paying a small fee. To learn how to do this in your own state, I would recommend Googling register business name in, and then the name of your state. Now, if you want a little bit more guidance about this business name registration process, then you'll wanna check out a guide that the Small Business Administration put together. It's a complete guide to whether or not you need to register your business name and how to figure that out. Step three is to get a business tax ID number. Okay, so this sounds way more scary than it is. It's actually a very simple process. Pretty much every business needs to have a federal tax ID number, and some businesses also need to have state tax ID numbers. You just have to fill out a simple kind of form online with the IRS, and then you'll automatically get that federal EIN. And this is basically the equivalent to your social security number as an individual human, but it's just the tax ID number for your business now this is important both for when you're paying taxes but also because it is essentially like the identification number for your business and in order to do certain things like open a business bank account you have to have this number so that they can keep track of exactly who you are as a business the next step is to get a business license Maybe. In the United States, most small businesses don't actually need to get business licenses. However, it depends on the specific industry you are in and what state you are starting your business in. There's a really helpful guide from the Small Business Administration that will help you figure out whether or not you need a federal business license. And then if you need a state business license, and this is pretty much what it says in the guide, if you need a state business license, you're going to need to look that up for your state. And so what I'd recommend that you do is you Google your state's name and then business license requirements. You also could do this if you live in another country outside of the United States. You can Google the name of your country and then business license requirements to figure out what's necessary where you live. Once you have those legal requirements out of the way, then you can move on to the next step, and that is to set up your business finances. Now, the most important thing here is that we wanna keep your business finances completely separate from your personal finances. That's important for keeping organized and creating separation between your business and your personal life, which starts to create some degree of protection. Now, the easiest way to do both of those things is to open a business, bank account as soon as you open a business bank account then you can run all of your business transactions through that bank account every time you get paid the money can go straight into that account and you can pay for business expenses out of that account and that makes it so your business money will Automatically be completely separate from your personal money, creating that separation. It also means that when it comes time to do your taxes, it'll be very easy to figure out exactly how much your business earned and how much it spent. Opening a business bank account is pretty simple. You can just show up to your bank of choice, perhaps the one you currently do your personal banking at, and ask to open a business bank account. However, there's one very important requirement, and that is that you will have to have a federal EIN, a federal tax ID number for your business or else your bank won't let you open a business bank account so it's important that you do that step first with your business bank account open you are well on your way to financial success and organization with your new business the other part of setting up your business finances though is to create some sort of bookkeeping system for your business some way that you're going to keep your money organized and to keep records of the different transactions that your business has So first, of course, you have to decide what system you're going to use. There are three that I would recommend. The first one is just to use a simple spreadsheet. There's also an app called Wave that is completely free. And then there are more premium bookkeeping software solutions like QuickBooks or Xero. Now, when you're first starting out, if you don't have very many transactions because you don't have very many expenses and you're not dealing with very many customers yet, I'd really recommend just starting with a spreadsheet because it will prompt you to be more hands-on with your books, which is an important part of the process of becoming financially savvy. And that's important to your business's financial success. Once you start having a higher volume of transactions, you'll probably want to move to a more full feature bookkeeping software solution like Wave or QuickBooks or Xero. I'd recommend Wave at that point because it is completely free and they really provide all the features you're going to need. If you decide that you're going to work with a bookkeeper, which is a choice you might decide to make, especially as things start to get more complicated, then they might have a software that they prefer using like QuickBooks or Zero. but they can help you move over to that software. So you should just start right now with what makes sense for you, be that a spreadsheet or a free software like Wave want to see exactly how I set up the sales funnel from scratch? Well you're in luck because later this month or next month depending on when you're listening to this, I'm going to be offering a sales funnel masterclass. Now this is long awaited and highly anticipated because I've been making videos on YouTube about sales funnel strategy and how to build sales funnels and lots of other sales funnel related things for the last couple of years. And every time I make such a video, people always ask me so many questions and want me to go a lot deeper. So it's finally happening next month. Sales funnel masterclass is happening. I'm going to be showing you how I set up a sales funnel from scratch and you can actually watch me build the funnel. I'm also going to be teaching some of my top tips for getting your funnels to convert as well as possible so they can make you as much money as possible. And I am going to be doing a live Q&A and answering questions from the attendees about setting up your sales funnels. It's going to be a 90 minute masterclass and I'm keeping it really affordable because I want people to be able to attend regardless of where they're at in their business. Maybe you have funnels set up in your business already and you want to learn how to optimize them and make them make you even more money. Or if maybe you haven't ever set up a sales funnel yet and you are just in the planning stages and deciding how you want to set up your funnel, I want you to be able to attend and to learn how to create a great high converting sales funnel. So, if you want to find out more and sign up to join us for the masterclass, then either check the show notes for the link or head to gillianperkins.com/funnel-masterclass. Again, that's gillianperkins.com/funnel-masterclass, and I'll see you there. The next step isn't legally required, but it is a really important foundational thing to do to start your business if you want to turn your business into a success. And that is designing branding for your business. So branding means a lot of things, but here we're talking about the visual branding for your business, the colors and the fonts that you're going to use and your logo and what the overall aesthetic of your brand looks like. Now, I know that might not sound that important, but Think about it. People can only really interact with your business if they can see your business somehow. And that might be as a local business where they go into your storefront, or it might be online where they visit your website. And either way, your business is going to have something of an appearance, even if you don't design it intentionally. But if you take a little bit of time to create some intentional brand design for your business, then it's going to give your business a much more professional appearance and also a more appealing appearance that will attract the right customers. Whether you like it or not, people do judge books by their covers. They judge by appearances. And when it comes to your business, it means that people are going to judge how professional your business is and even the quality of your products based off of the quality of your brand design. So when it comes to actually designing your branding, the first question you have to answer is, are you going to DIY it or are you going to hire a professional? Now, most people, when they're starting their own small business, they're doing so on a limited budget. And so most people choose to DIY their branding to save money. And I think that this is actually a smart move, even aside from just saving money. It helps you to work things out on paper and discover what you like and what you want your brand to look like. Down the road, you might decide to hire a designer and that can really help to uplevel your brand. But when you're first starting out, I'd recommend just getting your hands messy and seeing what you can come up with. So here are four tips on how to design your own branding. First of all, start out by getting inspiration from other brands. Now, no, you're not gonna copy exactly what you see from another brand, but looking around at other brands will help you figure out what you like and what you don't like and to give you ideas. And that'll give you a big step forward as you start to design because it'll essentially make it so that you aren't starting with a blank piece of paper, but you're already starting with a lot of resources and ideas. Next, you need to think about how you're actually going to do the design work. I'd recommend using a simple tool like Canva. Canva is an easy to use free online design software. Now, when it comes to the actual design work, the most important thing is to keep things simple and to keep them consistent. If you follow just those two rules, then it will be easy for you to create a professional looking design for your branding. The easiest way to do both of those things is to come up with a simple color palette for your brand and to choose a couple fonts for your brand. By choosing colors and fonts early on, you'll be able to keep the rest of your branding very consistent because you'll make everything those colors and you'll always use those fonts. And it will enable you to keep things a lot simpler because you'll just stick to those decisions you already made and things will end up a lot neater and less cluttered looking. With those design decisions made, this last step will be pretty easy. The last step is to create a website for your business. Now, similar to branding, this isn't strictly or legally necessary, but it is an important step. Now, first of all, you might be starting an online business and so this will really be the face of your business online. Even if you have a local business though, a lot of people will want to do business with you online or at least find out more about your business and whether or not they want to visit your location and a website is a really effective way to accomplish those things. Really, the reason why a website is so important is because if someone wants to do business with you, then you want to make it as easy as possible for them to purchase your products or hire you. Your website definitely doesn't have to be fancy or complicated or big. In fact, a simple website is often the most effective because it can provide everything that this potential customer needs without distracting them or overwhelming them with too many options. When I built my business website, it was quite a few years ago, and I did it using WordPress because that was pretty much the only option around at that point. And I wasted a lot of time. I literally spent the first couple of years of trying to start my business, just trying to get my website to do what I wanted it to do. And I didn't want it to do anything fancy or complicated. I just wanted it to look professional and look nice. and have basic functionality. WordPress has gotten a little easier to use over the past few years, but there also has been a great uprising of many different, much easier to use website building platforms. My favorite of these is Squarespace, and I'm sure you've heard of them before because they're quite hyped up online, and you might wonder if they are worth the hype. And in my experience, the answer is yes. I've used it quite a bit at this point, and I find the platform really easy to use and really easy to create a professional design on. Now, of course, there's other options out there and you can certainly do your own research and find the one that's best for you. But if you're looking for the easiest option, I'd say it's Squarespace. When it comes to the design itself, of course, keep it simple, especially when it comes to the number of pages you decide to add to your website. Most websites only need a few pages. You need a homepage to kind of give the basic rundown about your business and the overview, and to send people toward whatever action you would recommend that they take and that they would most likely want to take, You'll probably want to have some sort of about page or about us or about our company, something like that, that explains who you are and what you do. And then you'll want to have a shop page of some sort. This could be a products page or a services page, but somewhere where people can go to find out what you offer and to find out how to purchase that thing. And then you'll also want to have a contact page or possibly an application page or something like that, but some way in which people can get in touch with you. Those are really all the pages that most small business websites need to have, however, there might be other pages that you want to add and that's totally all right. Just start with the basics. One thing you definitely might want to include is some sort of content on your website. For example, you might want to share your YouTube videos or share blog posts on your website and that's great and it can definitely attract people to your website, but just know it's not necessary. There are lots of successful businesses out there that don't use content marketing. When you're first starting out, it feels like these setup tasks are what you need to do to grow your business. But the reality is that these set of tasks don't actually grow anything, they're just the required admin things that you have to do to officially start your business, but they're not going to make your business any bigger, and they're not going to make you any money. The truth is that you can check all of these set of tasks off your to-do list for good in just a few weeks, and then you can move on to doing the work that will actually make you money and grow your business. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more.